Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is uh, September tw- uh, 20th. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Reddy and Newman, please tell us contacting Zoom out conference call from past 11 years. If you have any questions, try to fill the Google sheet out. Those people who fill the Google sheet out that they're giving in the chat will get the preference because it will become easier for me to respond if you fill the Google sheet out. Um, Shruti, can you give me administration power to my computer, please? Yes, Rahul. To this account. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's given. Okay, thank you. Ashish? Ashish. Yeah, hi. I've uh, put my question in the Google Sheet. So you filed you filed the 485 right now, is it right? You already filed the 485, is right? Yeah, I filed in September 2022. Uh, okay. Concurrent filing with I-140. And you ha- do you have your I-140 approved? Yeah, January 2023. Okay. Yeah, you will still remain in EBC after changing the job. As long as the new employer, the, the employment that you are employed is in the similar occupation and at a high level manager though. If that is the case, then you will still remain in EBC. Now, do you need to file the 485J supplement? Do you don't need to file it? We are recommending people not to file the 485J supplement. Okay, okay. It's so not it's needed okay. when you change only if there is an RFP or if there is an interview, you need to file a 485J supplement. I mean, you can file if you want to, but why unnecessarily poke them? What if they just don't do anything, just give you the green card? Why tell them you change the job? That's my way of thinking. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. And uh, are there any restrictions on salary? Should it be like same or higher? It should be similar. That would be better. But let's say, for example, you're making $100,000 in previous job, and now you're going to make $80,000 in the new job. Not a problem. Now, in the new job, if you make $200,000, not a problem. But in your previous job, you're making $100,000. Now you're making only $50,000. It definitely raised the eyebrows of the immigration officer. Next person, please. Thank you. Rabu? Hi. Um, uh, I work for company A and I'm planning to go to India next month and book an H1BS appointment based on company A. I have a situation where I may get an offer from company B in the next week and they would initiate H1B transfer that could be submitted to the USAs during my stamping time. I'm planning to join the company B. Uh, the only problem will be that when you go there, what is your intention at the time when you go for stamping? Is your intention to at the time of getting the stamping though? 
So I would recommend that either wait until get the B, company B approval or wait until you come back and then have the company B file the H1B transfer. Okay. So will there be a risk of uh, R, uh, like RFP or anything like that? Because you got the stamping, you came back next week, you're filing the company B H1B transfer? No. Uh, so when I go there, so I'll be having my I-797 of company A, which is the current company, and then get mm -hmm. it stamped, come back. Maybe in the meantime, uh, the company B submits the uh, H-1 transfer and then it gets approved. I'll come back and then I'll resign from the company A and then join no, the company that doesn't, B. No, you can't join company B. Then they have to file it again. Because when they can only transfer the application while you are in the country, though. If you go outside the country, you come back that... Uh, and you come back and company A, your N-94 has changed. So the better situation would be that either get the company B-H-1B approval, go for stamping, or wait until you come back into United States and file the H-1B transfer. These are the better choices. But if you want to choose a third option, you can have a consultation. It's a little bit complex. You can do it. I don't recommend you do it, but you can have a consultation with me. I will guide you how to do it. It's a very lengthy discussion for it. But I would suggest you don't go with a consultation. Either get the approval and then go for company B or company come back and do the transfer. Next person, please. Thank you. Hello. Hey, Rahul, sir. Uh, namaste. Uh, I'm Alok here. Uh, yes, sir, Alok. I have got, I have got uh, 485 pending in EB3 and EB2, both the categories. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's age is 100% locked in EB2, but not in EB3 because I-140 was not approved at the time of filling. So mm -hmm. what USCIS has done, they have issued me, they have issued EAD and advanced parole for my entire family in EB3. Mm -hmm. And in EB2, they said, you know, benefit has been received by other means. So, so I tried to... That doesn't, I, I, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that the EB3 is... EB, that means you're stuck in EB3 though. EB3 though. Just because they didn't issue a EAD in advance parole, but the main problem that comes is why don't you file the uh, why don't you file the uh, EAD in advance parole again in EB two though and see how it goes on. I tried two times, Rahul sir, and both the times right in the last one and a half year I tried two times, and they said benefit has been received by other means and they denied. So my only thing is now I have to travel to India. Everybody has got uh, EAD in advance parole. Even my daughter has also. So now can my daughter start using it now? Because my, my firm attorney is saying like it's an interim benefit. So that doesn't matter. You can, you, everybody can start using EB3, EAD and advanced parole. And your daughter ages 100% logged in EB2. So that is fine. So I thought I'll check with you. Uh, let's, let's say, I, I, I would just say that your lawyer is a good lawyer. That's all I can say. I would support his decision. So I can ask oh, my daughter... I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm just telling. I'm just telling what I what I honestly think. And if I don't like your lawyer, I will tell you he's wrong. I have <laughs> yes, no sir. hesitation in saying. Okay. I I would say that he is a little bit daring guy than I am, mm -hmm. and he's a very right lawyer for you. Okay. No, Rahul sir. Actually, I need your uh, opinion. I on understand this, you know? a look. I understand a look. I understand. Uh -huh. You pay me four hundred dollars. I'll tell the same thing what your lawyer said. Okay. Next person, please. But you don't need oh. to. You don't okay, need okay. to. Then my daughter lawyer. can start using it, right, Rahul sir? Thank you. I would just agree with your lawyer. That's all I would okay. say. Next person. Please. Thank you very much, Rahul sir. Thank you very much. Dinesh? Uh, hi, sir. 
I have tasted uh, uh, my... grace period layoff and employer received the job offer with employer B while the LCA is approved and received and received notice right for working to avoid the clock ticking. During this time, I was on a job search, received another offer with companies and started filing them. Can I start working with companies on the receipt notice and continue with company C? So you want to work with company C right now on the receipt notice? Uh, yes, Rao, sir. Uh, so basically... Is, is, um, let me ask you this question, Vinish. Did you file with company C within 60 days or beyond 60 days? Though? Within 60 days, sir. Oh, you can. Absolutely, you can. No problem with it. Okay, so basically, employer B uh, approval is still pending. You can ignore employer B right now. Okay, sir. Thank you. So Next I need uh, like so what? Sorry, sir. So I have already generated like fifteen days payroll uh, from employer B. That's doesn't that's matter. Right. That doesn't matter. If ever anybody asks, you can always show them the receipt notice of company B. You're good. You don't need an approval. Okay, sir. Okay, sir. Thank you so much. I'm an L, uh, Dinesh. Can you start unmuting the next person also, Suthi? Yes, Ram. After Dinesh, the next yeah, person. So that Dinesh? Yeah. Yes, I'm here. Yes. You are an L1A and approved EAD for eight place pending for more than four months. Is it fine to forfeit the L1A and convert to EAD and work for two jobs? One for the filing, another for the consultant with an LLC. Uh, Absolutely, and <laughs> that's uh, that's what I would do. I would do if I were you. You can. I don't see any problem with it. The only problem okay, with I you is you'll make you'll make a lot of money, and if you have any problem, I'll resolve it by spending your money. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I would do it if I were you. I don't know why people keep the H ones and L ones after they get an EAD. I don't like those things though. So if I were you, I would do what you're doing. And and would there be any uh, backlash from my filing company that I would be transferring from L1A to EAD, or would they be agreeing no. to it? I mean, okay. I don't know whether they're when they find out that you're doing another job, they may fire you. Okay. I don't know. If they fire, then you will be with the company B. But a lot of people are. If they're getting an opportunity, they are doing two jobs. Nothing wrong with it. And uh, just a follow-up question on that. Should I uh, open a LLC on EAD or should I be depending on some others? Is it recommended? It would be It would be better if you root the LLC through some other person. That would be much better. Or have your wife do the LLC. Yes, yes, yes. That's the, yeah. She has EAD as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next person, Thank please. Thank you. Karun? Hi, Rahul. I have posted my question. Go my on. EB2 priority date is August 2, and now there is no hope. Yeah, you may be right, most probably. I have 19-year-old kid in college studying using it for my question is the future. After getting a green card, can I use the porting the EB3 priority date for my kids? I-135. No, you cannot. Okay, thank you. The kid has to be on his own. I want you to watch the video we made yesterday and show that part of it to the child. We may make separate videos just focusing on the child. There is a website we have given. Have him join that organization. Sure, thank you. And uh, what is the best time to start uh, his F1, uh, Rahul? Previously, we were a bit worried about, we were telling people to do it at the age of 19. Right now, we are not that much worried about it. When is he going to graduate, though? 
Uh, he started college this year and he did from kindergarten to right now here in uh, Texas. So uh, that's after not the four question years. I asked you. When is he going to graduate? Four years. After four years means uh, 27. Yes. So before he becomes uh, somewhere in 20 years plus, you can file the F1. And then you can always do premium processing though. But he should get the F1 done in by third year though. Don't wait until fourth year. That's all my request is. Okay. Thanks. 20 years or third year. After the okay. Year. Okay. Thank you. That would be appropriate. Next person, please. Srikant. While the US government uh, shut down, if I found the job on the 41st day before my sixth degree, my new employer cannot file LCA. Does my grace period stops? Nope, it does not. Sorry, that was not my question. Are there two Srikants? Sorry. Could be. Okay, anyway, your question. What is your question, Srikant? Um, basically, I have a 485J with my current employer. He filed it back in 2021. However, mm -hmm. what I'm thinking is if let's say my priority date is September, 2012. So assuming that my priority date will become current this year or next year, does USCS expect my current employer to file 48J again or whatever else file uh, given? Um, sometimes they, most of the time they don't, but sometimes they issue an RFP or they will call you for an interview. I see. When you when you go for the interview, you have to file it. So what I tell people is to be prepared to file for the be prepared to file for the uh, be prepared to file for the four eight five J supplement, but don't file it. That's my request. Uh, be prepared. Okay. Yeah. Got it. The part B for this is let's say now that I have EAD, right? Let's say in a few months if I change job, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Do I need to like the same deal? Uh, wait. With this new empire also, uh, if the US yeah, you don't have to keep on filing the four eight five J supplement. You keep oh, waiting. only when it does. Okay, even only if I change the employer. Yeah, you can keep changing every week if you want to. Okay, cool. Thank you. Next person, please. Mahesh. Uh, can you try to unmute before it starts, Suthi? Uh, yes, Rahul. I don't see Mahesh unmuted right now. So if you, the next person seems to be Swaroop, Alekia also unmute them, okay? So that you can overcome. Yeah, Swaroop, okay. I'm at an appointment with, yeah, Swaroop. Is that, Swaroop is it right? Yes. Yeah, you have an appointment with New Delhi Consulate to renew my H4. My DS-160 got purged. What do you mean purged though? Uh, like uh, I did a schedule for Dropbox with just a dummy DS-160. But I did not submit it, and uh, I am not able to retrieve the DS-160. So I created a new one. Okay. And uh, I am not able to link the new DS-160 with the Dropbox schedule. Okay. Can you send an email to the customer service to see if they can help you out there? I sent an email. They just sent a standard uh, note saying, reach out to call center and I tried call center and for half an hour, nobody picks it up. I would recommend to cancel the appointment, make a new appointment. Okay. 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 okay Next Rahul, person. Thank you. When you're in doubt, it's always don't go. Next person, please. Alekia. Uh, Alekia is not unmuting. Okay. 
Who is the next person who is unmuting? Huma? I'm here. Uh, hi, Huma? Mr. Reddy. Uh, yeah, I yeah. already posted the question on the Google form. J1 to B2 to H1 premium. My husband is an H1B card approved. However, I received RFP for H1B to submit approval of B2 for B2. I received an RFP to submit the J1 waiver. Will B2 approval affect my husband's H1B? Well, but your I'm a bit confused right now. Mm -hmm. Is it about you or your husband? Uh, it's both of us. He got his approval, but I did not. So they don't okay, so need which we have. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. So your husband already got the H1B approval, is it right? Yes, sir. So he's clear. He's done. We're only discussing about you then. Mm -hmm. So you applied from B2 to uh, J1 to B2, and that you got an RFP. Did you got the waiver for the two years home residency requirement? Yes, we did. Okay. So now when you apply from B2 to H1B, you applied for H1B? I did, yes. So they are telling that your B2 is not approved. That's what they're telling you right now. They told us to uh, submit the documentation for the, you know, uh, that we submitted the RFE for B2. Okay, so why can't you submit the RFA response? No, the attorney we have, he's saying that he'll be submitting in the first week of October. Okay, so what's your question for me now? So the question is, so while we are applying for the B2 RFP, uh, do we have to mention, uh, because the B2 was filed by my husband, he was on J1, I was on J2. I got it, but you have to submit, so you sub he his B2 got approved or not? No, so while submitting, do we have to mention that his H1B got approved? Like, that's my question. Okay, so B2 is submitted for you and your husband come in one application, not two applications. Yes. In one application. No, yeah, unless it's specifically asked, I would not submit it saying that he got the H1B approval. They know it, but I will not volunteer it. Oh, okay. They only asked you whether you got the J1 waiver or not. So just respond to saying, saying that here is a J1 waiver. That's it. Right. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Moise? Moise, yeah, I'm here. You're a California Canadian PR with a Canadian remote That's job and US business visa. My wife has an in-person job in Chicago. Is it okay for me to stay with her and work remotely from Chicago? No. Okay. She's on TN visa. Uh, okay. No, you cannot work remotely. You, you cannot sit down in the United States and work in the United States. Okay. 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 Um, you, can, put it you can sit in Canada, work in U.S. company, not a problem. But you cannot okay. sit in U.S. and work without work permit. Okay. Would it help if I switched from a TN to a TD? Wait. You are not on TN, is right? Your wife is on TN. Correct. Correct. So if I become a trade dependent, uh, would that help? Oh, no, it does not. Okay. Okay. All right. Next so, thank you. On TD dependent, you don't have a work permit. So you cannot work. Jagan, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, the I and AP card getting expired on November 3rd, 2023. Can I re-enter on November 2nd using the same? 
can the H1B come on stamped visa? Can H1B come on stamped visa dependent use EAD card? The the H the main person can come on H1B. The dependent can use EAD and AP card. Not a problem. Can you come in advance parole one day before? Yeah, you can come in. Okay, 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 sir. Thank you. Can you do it like two days before if possible? What if there is a flight cancellation? That's my problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can get a new wife. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Next person, please. Hi, <laughs> man. Uh, hi, sir. Uh, so, currently Initially, I was an F1 OPT. Then I've applied for a H1B under council processing. Why would you do council processing? It got approved. So now, when I go to India, do I need to go for stamping to come back to USA? Come back without change? No, you have to go for stamping. Oh, so I cannot enter into the US without uh, like I don't want to change of status. So I cannot. I can I enter onto F1 OPT? Why do you don't want to change the status though? Because what if you lose the job? You're technically not counted to a H1B number yet. Why you want to save that money? Uh, so uh, basically, if I move, if I move to H1, uh, I need to file the taxes, right? So if I am OPT, uh, I would save some. No, it's not about money. You're not understanding. You got lucky. You got the lottery selected. Okay. Okay. And if you don't get, and if you don't convert that into H1B, you lose that H1B at a later date. And then later on, when you want to apply through the lottery, you won't get it. Then you will have to leave the country. So even uh, if I'm on my F1 status, I have to leave the country. How long would you stay on F1 status? So, um, so if I want some to... days, right? Yes, 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 sir. And after that, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, eventually I need to change to H1. But um, my question was, if I go to India in December, can uh, I come back? No, sir, it's, no, you're, no, you cannot. Because you may have a problem. They may have a problem in re allowing you to come back into the United States. Next okay, person, so, please. I'm not okay. here to save $10,000. I'm here to make $1 million for you. I want you to lose $1 million for 10000 If you're interested in 10000 contact somebody else. Next, body, next person, please. Tejas? I don't know. You got question. an RFP for medicals and the last medical submitted with August 2000 expired, of course, in September. Doctor said she will include RFP letter copy in her sealed envelope. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, post envelope. Sorry. Yeah, if she, if she keeps a RFP envelope in that envelope, that's fine. Get, make, one, make one more copy and send it along with the medical. Okay. And I can directly send a courier to the address given, right? Right, absolutely. You can. Oh, okay, okay, oh, yeah, thank you. Amok? Hi. So, I um, I for it for approved with prior to date was not correct. Yeah, yeah you, need to, you need to request the USCIS to rescind it, otherwise, they may cancel it. Um, and if they don't respond, you can file a motion to reopen on the green card itself. I did everything. Okay. Did you file motion to reopen? Uh, except the MTR, right? I didn't file the motion to reopen, but I did everything else. Go ahead and file a motion to reopen. Okay. Uh, should okay. I uh, consult you? You can consult me. You can consult me or you can do it yourself if you can, because it's not that big of a deal. But if we, if you go with us, we charge a lot of money because it takes a lot of strenuous time to deal with you. Um, but yeah, it's up to you. You can consult us. 
yeah because my um the uh, day i got the card and you know uh, the retrogression was just two weeks so i would like to discuss some some things as well okay right? do one thing do one thing in respect to your file of freedom of information before you even consult with me f o i a u s e i s file request okay. a file okay okay thank okay. you next person please vasudev Oh, uh, hey, my wife has I one forty with different employers. I'm looking. Okay, sounds good. I'm looking to convert myself to H four nice. We're considering filing in premium processing along with H one B. That's even nice. What's well, so you're getting very smart now? Can I request future date? Why do you need future date? Oh, uh, just in case if uh, EAD takes time. they get confused though when you put the future date though normally you will get it on the same day but if so, by any chance you don't get it on the same day there is something called margarita switch you know what a margarita switch is yeah i heard about it before no so my question is even in that case rahul suppose let's say if i if if h4 is approved today and uh, i think i need to wait till ead uh received receives in mail right so it takes another week or so so what happens during that week do i need to but, uh, continue but, the employment you don't have to if it's online system says okay if okay the online system says that um that it's approved though if i were you i would just continue working okay do i need to uh, let my employer know to change the status no, don't yet? i will not let him know if i were you so when would i let uh Let let them. When you get the EAD, when you get the EAD. Oh okay, okay. So in case in case it is not approved, uh, I'll go through Margarita switch, and uh, I do, should I consider that as a gap in the employment during that small uh, small time of period? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I, I'm sorry. What did you say? Should I consider what? Uh no no. So uh, suppose let's say if uh, H four EAD is not approved. Uh, so and I I want to continue on the H one. Okay. Next. Yeah. Okay. If if the H four EAD is not approved, do the Margarita switch. Okay. Should I consider that as employment gap during that Margarita switch? Consult like me. Cons consult me. Okay. If you if, if you get there, okay. If you okay. get that one percent of the time, consult me. Salim. Hey Rahul, this is Salim Nurani, and uh, my wife is on uh, F one OPT, and she is working as a respiratory therapist. Can she uh, do? EB two NIW. Just because she is a respiratory therapist, no. No. Okay. Uh, what will be the next process she should do? Uh, which country she is from? India. Um, NIW want to get. What about the work permit though? I'm a bit worried about getting a H one B. Uh, do you have an I one forty? Uh, no. What visa status you are in? I am F two dependent. The problem with the respiratory therapist is respiratory therapists don't require a degree as a specific requirement. She doesn't have a degree, is that right? She has a bachelor degree. In what? A uh, respiratory therapist. Is it bachelor's degree required for respiratory therapist? Yes, sir. Okay, then you she just have to file H one B then. So, uh, we talked to the legal team in uh, at the hospital, and they said they're gonna do EB three, and EB three is like twelve years wait, I think. 
they don't understand the difference between Indian and other people. That's the reason yeah. they said they are going to do the EB3. Change the change the um, change the job though. Change the job. So it's a little confusing for me. If I do change job, then... No, uh, you're wrong. Respiratory therapists do not require a bachelor's degree in USA. I it know. You, last time you told me your wife did the same thing at Piedmont. you remember? No, but she's not a respiratory therapist. Okay. She's an so... occupational therapist, though. So I will tell you, the physical therapist requires a degree. Occupational requires... A degree speech therapist requires a degree okay but respiratory therapists do not require a degree though the problem okay. is she may not even be eligible for h1b she has to do the masters then no just because she does the masters does not qualify for h1b the position must require degree as a specific requirement we have a problem because the licensing requirement of the respiratory therapist is it only requires associate degree, not a bachelor's degree. Are you but getting my point? she passed from bachelor's and she got the... She can have a doctorate degree, Sam. She can okay. have a doctorate degree. The question is not what she... The second question comes is what degree she has. The first okay. question is, does the position require a specific degree? As you said, no, then I have to search. Uh, um, I believe you You know better than me. Yeah. It says so, either associate degree or bachelor's degree. Okay. Yeah. So you have a problem there. Forget about NIW. She may not even get okay. the H1B. Next person, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this will be the um, last person I will take, guys. For those people, I will take, uh, um, this will be the last person I'll probably take. Um, yeah, this will be the last person I take. The rest of the people, you can make an appointment with me at any point of time. My, uh, uh, the appointment link is there. My schedule is there. Pratik, go ahead. Can I file EB1C so, so, if I work remotely from Canada and my company does not change my payroll on a, to, to a Canadian payroll? Right. Can I file so EB1C? So let me understand one thing. So you're going to sit in USA and work from uh, remotely from Canada? So I have US H1. And let's say there is a you know consultant firm that hires me uh, on, on an H1 in the US. But mm -hmm. uh, the on-site job is just one, one day per week. And for the rest of the six days, I fly to Toronto and I work from Toronto. Um, so will I accumulate, uh, you know, uh, 365 days over the, let's say, over the next 60 weeks, I accumulate. Where, which, payroll, which payroll you will be in? U U.S. payroll. No. That's not, that's the problem Canada. because the, so no, I have, have to, to be on Canada. Canadian payroll. Right. Okay. So to qualify for EB1C, I have to be on Canadian payroll for at least one year and then mm -hmm. move uh, within the same company to the U.S. payroll. That's right. And so I will need all the proof of Canadian payroll, like paid in Canadian dollars. You No, no. You just have to sit down in Canada and work in Canada, get paid in Canada. Forget about the proof. Proof is next. 
So yes, I mean that I will do. I will go in go to Canada and work from there. But I will be paid mm-hmm. in US dollars. I will be paid to a US residential address. Everything nope. will be that nope. will not qualify for that is not accepted. Right? That's not that won't qualify for B one C. So I have to if, be on if if that if that's the case though, then you the Canadian IRS will come and attack you and say, "Give me the money," because you are sitting I in see. Canada okay. and working. Yeah, got it. So I have to be on Canadian somehow. I have to be paid in Canadian dollars for that one year, and only then yes. I can move ah. within that company to to the US. That's right. Do they not have a branch office there? No, they don't have a branch office. No, if That's they don't the... have a branch office, you don't qualify for L1A at all. Uh, EB1C at all. EB1C. So I have to find some consultancy that has a Canadian office and that can do a corp to corp and, you know, and, and pay me in Canadian dollars in Canada. But That's, they don't... Not enough. That's not enough for you to get the EB1C. You must be a multinational executive position for that particular company. Just because you're working there for one year is not good enough. So how do I prove that I'm a multinational executive other than being, you know, being in Canada for one year? How else? Not just you. First, you have to be in Canada for one year, or you can right. be, in, or you can be in India, whichever country. Definitely not in USA. Not right. you're just thinking that you will just do a consulting job and come back and claim the EB1C. Even if you go and work right. as a software engineer in Canada for one year and you come back here, you're not eligible for one year. For for uh, for EB1C because it has to be a multinational executive position though for EB1C. No, I will be I will be qualifying as a manager because I will oversee people. But what what does multinational executive mean other than being a manager? To, and well, for a simple words at this point of time, I would say that you must be supervising at least ten employees. More than seventy percent of your job duties should be supervising the people, not actually working. But ten people is that? It, how 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 can somebody like? Do we have to provide name, names of ten people that report to us? Uh-huh. Like how can somebody? Yeah, be... yeah. We have to provide the names of the people, names and titles of those people too. Really? So are aren't we leaking their identities to for our Ooh. benefit to to the immigration department? Like yeah, Your company must I mean, be willing to. If if the company is not willing to, they can't file the EB one application. I see. So the company has to be willing to leak or uh, give away identities of at least 10 people within the company for oh, not just benefit. Not just 10, though. You will have to leak a lot of information. There's a lot of what they have to give the entire hierarchy of where you're standing at. Who are your colleagues? Who are the persons who are above you? Who are the people below you? That's how the process works in L1A, and that's how the process works in B1C. So if unlike H one B, okay. If so, in a will this work in a consultancy setup where I have one more layer in between and the end client, um, end, so the so direct so the employee the employees the employees you are supervising is of the consultancy though, not the end clients. Oh, okay. So the employees have to be of the consultancy and not the end client. If right. I'm supervising people at the end client, yeah, you may event, want, yeah, you may want to have a consultation to get the clear role. You don't want to jump in, go there one year, and come back and then say, "Oops, I'm not eligible for AB1C." Next person, please. Um, sorry, I'm done right now. Um, the next conference call will be tomorrow at eleven thirty. 
Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.